Report for Success Express, your business, career, and financial radio magazine. Hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Success Express Business and Career Show. So we love our time with Lee Brovadani, and she is on the show every third Thursday. Lee is the trust expert. She is known as the trust architect. Uh, she is a speaker, a workshop facilitator on trust, and she is recognized as a top thought leader on trust for the organization Trust Across America. She's also the author of Trust Me, Restore Belief and Confidence in an Uncertain World. Funny, <laughs> we're recording this on Election Day. <laughs> She's also the author of Trusted, Secret, Lisa, uh, Secret Lessons from an Inspired Leader. So go to her website. It's thetrustarchitect.biz. You can also listen to her past interviews with us. Just go to blendradioandtv.com. And today we're really going to focus on gratitude. We know Thanksgiving is coming up. And Lee gets to celebrate two Thanksgiving because she's a Canadian. So she gets to have turkey twice. Yeah. But welcome. <laughs> welcome back, Lee. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We just got back from um, Canada. We were up there for a quick week to celebrate our granddaughter's first birthday and first Halloween. So wow, how did that happen so fast? I know. And I am so grateful that she is this healthy, happy, running concern. She started walking around furniture at six months, walking wow. independently at nine months. And at one Ooh. year, you just chase her all over. Mm. That's cool. That's I saw I saw a photo you posted of you and Rick with her. And the joy on your faces where it was it's massive. Like you could you, you could see how in love you are with her. Your yeah. grand girl grand girl. Yeah, we're very grateful to uh you know not just having a grandchild but you know having a a healthy and, and mm. happy mm. baby. And uh, it, it's all about that. Mm. It, it looks, it, you guys all look so happy. And okay. we were talking about being grateful and gratitude and, you know, Thanksgiving. Um, yes, you get to have two. So that's cool. But really, I think this is something that is an evergreen topic, gratitude. It's something that is ne yeah. necessary in our life. Willie Nelson says his life, whole life turned around and he had some crazy times in his life. Yeah. His whole life turned around as soon as he started counting his blessings. And I think that's a, a really good, I always think about that. You know, um, I belong to a Facebook group. It's the Gratitude Club. And you're supposed to put down five things every day that you're grateful for. And no matter what bad things are going on in the world or in your life, negative it really makes you think, you know, I do have something no matter what. Yes, and, you know, yeah. I read these posts from people, people going through really serious medical conditions and different things, and they find gratitude. And I'm like, okay, well, life ain't so bad. You know, when you when you do that, I'm not good at posting every day, though. <laughs> I got to get better at that. But yeah, I think there's something be... to it. What would you say, Lee, in not just the personal, but in the business world, in the workplace, the importance of gratitude and how how does that build trust? Well, there's a couple of, you know, there's a lot of studies and I don't have them in front of me to quote on right now, but there is a direct link between gratitude and happiness and gratitude and trust. So one of the components of, of trust is that um, we trust people who we believe care about us. 
And then when you break that down even further, you'll find that um, when people express gratitude to us, it shows care, which increases trust. So you can see that there is this kind of direct link between gratitude and trust. You know, just before we started, we always had these really funny conversations before we go live. And we were t- <laughs> Lisa and I had this, this common thing that I am told by enough people that I'm a, a, a nice or a kind person. And I always kind of chuckle at that because I know how I respond in my private moments. And one of them is that just something simple, like holding open a door for someone <laughs> mm-hmm. and they don't say thank you. Yeah. And Lisa and I shared that we both <clears throat> sometimes, you know, can get kind of snarky and sarcastic and, and say, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I may have to give them a name because if I don't know their names, I may have to give, them, give one. them one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm telling you people, you don't want that. Yeah, and sometimes it's something that simple. I find that trust is built up of a lot of small things that build over time. And one of them is people who show gratitude for us. And so if you're working with someone and you're helping them or you're, you know, like you're working on a project together and you've spent long, long hours putting together something and help the project and no one shows any gratitude, no one says Mm. thank you. That has a huge impact on how we feel about how we are trusted and valued in the workplace. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's one job that Lisa and I both had the same job in different stores. I was just her boss. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. kidding. No, it's funny (laughs) Um, because you couldn't work together because we're related. But we were teaching senior citizens to play organs, musical organs. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you clarified that. And, and by the way, clear. I don't think you're allowed to say senior citizens anymore. I don't know. Oh, is, is that, that politically wrong? correct? Retirees. I, oh, well, you can I don't retire know. at 30. Yeah. But, yeah. So I don't know. Um, well, I don't mean any harm by saying senior citizen because I'm a senior <laughs> and I'm a citizen and it doesn't bother me. I'm just messing with you. Yeah. So we were teaching them how to play a musical instrument, an organ. And one of the things that that I found when you were giving lessons, you would have the people who were really, really grateful. And even though they weren't supposed to leave you a tip or give you a tip, they would. And then others would just like, oh, as soon as the, the, the minute hand moved to the lesson ending, get up and walk out and not say anything and you're like well what did I do wrong you know I don't you know and then it was like well I think that person doesn't like me or I didn't teach them or they didn't understand what did I do wrong and then the next time they come in hi how are you la la yeah and you give them the lesson they get up and walk off and they don't say thank you so the the boss my boss said well that's you you have to understand that you have done what what you were expected to do you're being paid to give them a lesson. You got paid, you gave them a lesson, and there's no reason to say thank you. And I was like, that's always bugged me. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a weird attitude. But then he turned out to be kind of right. Some people always said thank you, and some people never said thank you. It just, 
I don't know if it's in the upbringing, how they're brought up or what, but but he just said, well, you've done what you were paid to do. So that's your thank you. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And a lot of this yeah. is cultural too. I think that mm. there is more of an expectation here. And I, I could be wrong because I haven't, I was, before I say things, I usually research. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think that um, in North America, we, we are proud of the fact that we don't have cl- like the class systems, even though we do, and that, you know, like there is the belief that you appreciate everybody at every level and that's, Hmm. or you should. Yeah. And so if someone is providing a service for you, you still say, thank you. All of us have traveled and, and we've experienced that in, in some cultures that you go to, they don't even acknowledge people who are providing a service for them. So, you know, that, that's interesting, too. And, and how much does that affect gratitude? Is it a cultural thing? Is it something we're taught? Um, just, just something to ponder. I think that here, I think that people give you better work if you show them that you're grateful for it. Mm-hmm. I think that with any culture, too, I mean, it's just, you know, that you're being acknowledged. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's, it's acknowledgement that you exist as a human being. You know, when you think about a, a workforce, if you even start to feel used, even though you're being paid for your job, but you're being under appreciated, yeah. not being, yeah. not being seen, even though you do things to make yourself seen like you, yes. yeah. you know what I mean? It, it's like, um, Hey, I'm doing that extra work on the project a simple thank you can go so far. And it's the same thing as a smile. You know, there's a, a war has actually been stopped just over a smile. So it's um, something that breeds, I think. So if you're in a workforce or working, you know, situation where the team is happy and, and people are respectful and, and nice to each other, I think you're going to have more productive productivity and production done if if it happens that way, if people start to feel crabby, then it's like, well, why should I take that extra step? Yeah. And then they may actually go find another job somewhere. Uh, I, did, I used to do training in the, the military up in Canada. Uh, it was oh, actually wow. I was teaching emotional intelligence training, which is kind of fun. And one of the enlisted men had told me about two captains when he was um, serving on one of the big ships. And he said the first captain came around and got to know people individually so if he came up on deck he spent an hour or so just walking around and talking to people and he got to know who they were what their names were he could name their children like everybody felt that he connected with them very personally mm-hmm. and then when he left they got and and this is what the guy he called him the attaboy captain mm-hmm. and he said it was like he was he had read in a training manual that you should go up and acknowledge people. So he would go and, you know, say, oh, I see you're scrubbing the deck, boy," And he'd walk on and say the same thing to all of the other people. <laughs> so he, it was um, gratitude, but it was insincere and it wasn't authentic. Mm-hmm. And they said that the first captain, they would follow into any kind of a firefight because they believed they could trust him because they believed that he truly cared about them as individuals. Mm. And the second one, 
they didn't feel the same. And so who knows how competent either of them were? Like well, the, the second one might have been a brilliant statistician. Um, did I say that right? Anyways. That's a good uh, word. I was like, wow. Hmm. I like I'm that. not going to try and say that. <laughs> but uh, they didn't feel that he cared about them as individuals. So they might have um, trusted that he could do all of the, the, the planning for what they had to do. But because he didn't express that he cared or he was grateful for what they did, they didn't trust him mm. with their lives, which is, wow. I think, pretty profound. That's pretty huge. And when you think about life or death, when you're in the military and you're serving, you rather want someone who's brutally honest and caring and, and well, thoughtful. It's like when you think about giving someone a gift, right? If it's just like, hey, I'm just going to go blanket, do this but it's not a thought of who that person is that you're giving to doing something that they would enjoy or that shows yeah. that you've acknowledged who they are, who their personality, what their likes and dislikes are. If something means something, it's special, you know, um, that's important. So even when we think about gratitude, it does go into gift giving. And are you taking care of your staff over, you know, are you going to give them a holiday bonus? Are you going to fulfill that? Because yeah. what if you don't? fulfill that that's a big no-no if yeah, you know and, no -no. and we're coming up on a holiday that is about mm -hmm. gratitude and gratefulness and I I think that a lot of people do the same thing that my family did when they celebrated when we celebrate Thanksgiving with them is you know the first the first few times I did it I got a few eye rolls from my teenage children who are now not teenagers but I would have everybody hold hands and they had to talk about what they were grateful for. Mm -hmm. And okay. we're going into Thanksgiving, which is, you know, just the, the, the term Thanksgiving is mm -hmm. about gratitude. So it's an opportunity to build the trust between the family and to, to honestly, if we're living here, we are in a better position than a lot of people around the world. Oh, for sure. And, and that even goes into the workforce. Mm -hmm. Look how many people are working, you know, in, in just really bad factory positions around the world making nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's just that that um, it's almost slavery what happens. Like yeah. in the garment industry is one of the worst. And, and you even, know, I want to acknowledge people here that are listening to this and thinking, well, you know, right now my life is really pretty bad. And, you know, if you're not working, I, I appreciate that because not everybody here and maybe not everybody who's listening has feels like they have a lot to be grateful for. So sometimes looking for those moments and um, Nancy and Lisa both know that one of the other things I'm trained for is working as an end of life doula. And I can tell you that the people who will say, you know, like I, I've had people who have said that I'm grateful for this moment. And these are people who are actively dying. I'm grateful for this moment that there are people who surround me, who care for me. I'm grateful mm -hmm. for this moment that I have, you know, so they're looking for things. I had one person who said, I'm grateful that I have a view of the sky so I can look at the stars. Yeah, cool. That's you see, those are the things, and I think that's you know, I think we 
we take things for granted if we don't have gratefulness in our lives. And so you miss on what you have. If you don't stop and look at things like the stars in the sky, then one day that's how pollution happens because you don't, you just (laughs) take it for granted and you keep Mm -hmm. polluting instead of stopping and acknowledging, Hey, stars in the sky, we have dark skies. They're so important, by the way, dark skies are super, super important. Not easy when you drive across the country through road (laughs) construction at night. Nancy guy. keeps going. Nancy thinking, keeps yelling. Like I was like, Damn, "There's no light. lights." And you guys can't see the environment. I'm like, "I want lights." No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. It's not. It's bad for birds who are migrating. No, I understand. I get that, but at night, driving at night isn't that much fun. No, not anymore. No, no. The not whole the is, whole country is under construction. I am. I'm grateful really because is. down the road it'll be nice, and our roads yes. will be nice, and less potholes, yes. and my car will be so much happier, and right. I won't have to keep buying new shocks. So, yeah. you know, so I'm I'm grateful for that, even though yeah. I kind of I give some nice language to those things happening in the road at night <laughs> that you can't tell and the signage is really bad about what's happening with construction zones but you know eventually it's going to be really nicer roads in our places it's going to be awesome i mean truly this country is under construction it's almost so, every road i'm i'm excited for the day it's when it's here. Not- this is something to be grateful for because that right. means that finally the infrastructure is, is coming to be repaired because yeah, and- for years and years and years, people said, oh, well, you know, we're not spending money on that. And it's like, uh-huh. And then the first time, you know, like <clears throat> I drive a motorcycle and oh. when you're trying to go <laughs> around potholes <laughs> and if they're filled with water and you can't see them, that's when people, you know, mm. smash and crash. Mm. So I really am grateful even if I'm spending more money on taxes, that finally the infrastructure is being taken care of so yes. that I can cross a bridge and know it's not going to fall down. Oh, here exactly. we go. We got the bridge story. Here it is. Yeah, we got the bridge. See, see how I did that? Hey, yeah. everybody, Lee's, Lee's story about bridges with Rudyard Kipling is in the brand new Way Back When History magazine. So check it out on Blend Radio and TV.com. I had to put a plug in there. But um, no, it's in there. It's really cool. Um, but it's really true. I think that's we I think gratitude is about slowing down and an acknowledgement of a situation or things that are being done. Because sometimes we're so emotional about things, so our reactions may suck at that thing sometimes. Like you just get angry at the road construction and not like, hey, but this is happening, but that. So mm-hmm. sometimes we need to take that breath and really look at all sides. And right now, like, look at the world. It's election day and everybody's arguing. And I'm not, do not go to Walmart today, people. <laughs> Anything could, could happen. Be- you could be grateful that we actually get to vote because in it's some countries huge. you don't get to. That yeah. is huge. It's huge, especially it for uh, our friends of color, especially for women. Um, women, we need to vote. Girls, we oh, ladies, we need to get out there and vote. Out there. I, I, for, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of things. And no matter what you're voting, what you're, who you, you represent um, or want to represent for you, you know, that that is... Um, your personal thing, but we, yeah, I think we need to acknowledge the little things. And that is a workforce. I was, you know, talking about cars and infrastructure. One thing you notice, like, okay, so there's road rage. Okay. You're mad at the construction. Then someone cuts you off. 
or yeah. lets you through. <laughs> let's not talk about driving through Chicago the other night on a Friday night is maybe not that the was good time to do that with road construction. <laughs> but because um, some people can drive really fast and some can't. But um, anyway, Ooh. there there's there's this thing when things happen in construction, I always watch who lets somebody over. And if everybody mm-hmm. paid attention and had that kindness of opening the door or letting the car in that needs to move once when, when the lanes are closing, you know, right. that, hey, the lane, that lane's going to close, let someone over, then we have flow. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that the other night yeah. when we were driving, because I let people in because it's so much easier and then we all get to move on. But if people are, are I'm really watching, <laughs> what is it whenever you come on the show, my language starts <laughs> to flare up here. Because we have a very inventive um, language. Swearing. Nice word. Yeah, yeah. We we have good we have good language here, um. But yes, yeah, but if you let people in, if someone doesn't, then so your reaction is automatically like, eh, you know, and well, eh, to them. And so it's this truckers, right? We we love. Oh, truckers. I love my truckers. Yes, because they are they're good drivers, most of them, and they're polite. And when they see somebody wanting over, they let them over. Mm-hmm. And they give them space. Now, safety first. On, on the last drive, there was a trucker who did not perform well. And we were so insulted and, and shocked because, first of all, he's a trucker. And there's, you know, own it. You're a trucker. You're higher up than They're the soldiers else. of the road. Yeah. yeah. And it was just, it came, we were like, oh. It's a trucker and he but did you, that. But then you see, you also have to remember, you don't know what's going on in that person's life or if they're tired well, no, or what, know. you know. But do you yeah. know what I mean? Because we we have such a high esteem regard. for the yeah. um, regard for truck truckers and how they drive. Nancy and I want to get a CB radio just so we can go, hey, thanks for this and that over there. Yeah. Like sometimes they're like your little do guiding ship. Do they still ship. use them or are they on? Yes, they do. And, oh, and we okay. interviewed a trucker a couple years ago. And he said, you need to just go into the gas station. They have them in those big travel plazas, those CB radios. And we keep saying that's going to be our Christmas present, a CB yeah, radio. Could you imagine, it. like, we get to talk to truckers as we drive across the country. How cool is that? So what would be really rubber handle? Handle? I want to know. What rubber ducky. Rubber ducky. Rubber ducky. <laughs> rubber ducky. Okay. <laughs> yeah, rubber ducky. It's a thing. So, like, if we if if we have rubber decky, we got us cross, a convoy. We got us a convoy. We get to play yeah. that. And but when you go into really big, um, if there's a really big crash or there's a big drama, then it they really do know what's going on and they communicate. So, like, the first time we right now we're where we're recording from in in northeast Pennsylvania, it's up in the rural areas. Um, we drove from Asheville, North Carolina, to here, and it was like a, one of those overnight crazy drives. Well, as soon as we got to this one area, there was a massive crash Mm, and the slowdown was supposed to be 30 minutes an hour. It was hours. And so we were stuck at night. And so the GPS is giving us all these detours. And it was when we did finally go past the accident, it was like over six trucks that we counted that were part of this accident. It was, I mean, they had the detour signs. And so this had been going on all afternoon into the evening and we'd started driving around nine o'clock. So this was serious. And so anyway, we ended up on the side roads of this country road and we're still stuck there. And so there's this trucker behind us, gets out of his truck and starts running up to other truckers. Right. And he was like wearing flip flops and he was just like, he's got his little headset on. And I'm like, dude, I want to know, like, are they're talking to each other? They're carrying on. I want to know what's going on. And then 
So we were stuck and we're stuck. And he's like trying to tell people we can move. And the reason we weren't moving is because the truck that was in front of us, that guy had fallen asleep waiting. So oh my God. Literally had fallen asleep. So this guy is all like, he's like, you know, hot tempered, like, get up. And so then he like, let us know, come on, let's all go around. And so we all passed, had to pass around this truck that had fallen, this dude had fallen asleep and everybody's passing around him on this tiny country road to end up on a bridge and be stuck on the bridge because there's this lady driver, trust me, this was crazy because she comes running down in her dress, in a dress and flip-flops too. They all drive flip-flops. She comes running down the bridge to all of us and we're stuck on the bridge and our car's on the bridge, half on the bridge, half off. And everything is shaking because of all the trucks. So to me, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to freak out, man. This is not cool. Cause you're seeing just a sea of traffic under you. You feel like the whole bridge is going to collapse. <laughs> and I've got the dude that's like, you know, hustling everybody behind us. And he, he, like, we had to all reverse because this woman in her gigantic truck didn't mm-hmm. take the turn right on the off ramp and got stuck on the off ramp. So she yeah. blocked everybody. So oh. she's running down going, and maybe it was her husband driving or something. I don't know. But she uh-huh. comes up to our window and we roll down the window. You need to reverse. And I'm like, what? And so now we all had to reverse. And the trucker, the, you know, the hustler behind me, hustler in a good way. He was letting me know just like, okay, you can, you can reverse. Like he was doing his lights. He was letting me know how far to go, what not to do. He helped us through this whole thing. And I mean, because we were all having to reverse together at once in unison. It was like yeah. synchronized swimming. Yeah. And so, eventually, you know, eventually we got out of there. What I hear is that the the whole thing around trusting the truckers has been built around a lot of positive experiences. Right. That you've had with truckers over the years. Oh my gosh. Tons. To bring it back to you're grateful for all of those experiences, which has increased your trust. Right. Huge, huge, because when you do see a truck, like we almost got into a, a, it could have been a really serious wreck just a few days ago. Well, you know, remember I was telling you my my best friend from high school came here to this country, flew over and we had driven from, we drove from Connecticut to Michigan. It was like one of those big, long drives to get there where she was. And we were, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. Then we hit these toll roads, which had tons of construction and and just, it was a mess. It was past New York and we were going through Indiana and Ohio. And anyway, all of a sudden it just got really one of those rough drives. Finally get off the toll road and um, to her town where she was, well, not her town, but her uh, other friends and everything. And I get, I take this turn and this woman, there's construction, but this one woman decides to just pull out in front of a truck and we're both coming and I'm kind of next to the truck and then other lane. The trucker like veers off, honks at her, carries on. So she stops. Then she tried to do it to us. Mm-hmm. And I had to go off the road because of this woman. Like she was drunk or something. Yeah, I think she But was it was that trucker who was like, hello, if he if that trucker wasn't there before us, we would have been hit. And if it was yeah. if I wasn't aware, I'm very good at that kind of wow. driving. But defensive driving. Defensive, yeah, defensive driver. Because you can tell when someone's going to do something and you always need to go with your gut. If someone, if you think that car is going to pull out mm-hmm. in front of you, they're going to do it. Yeah. So you got you got to act that way. And she she did it. But these there's a truckers. There's one guy. There's kids that were high or something in the car. You're trying to get off onto the um, get off the off ramp and onto the interstate. They sped up oh, on yeah. me and, and tried to box me. And a trucker got behind them. 
flashed his lights at them and basically just kept honking at them. Like you will wake the hell up and like, just cause we almost went off the road hundred percent, but I know how to drive that stuff, but those guys were high and they thought it was funny. And the trucker was like, Oh no, you're not. And truckers mm-hmm. will pull you in. They will call the cops on you oh, yeah. very quickly. And those guys, around you. He, he, he would not let like them near me on the road. And the, I mean, I'm sorry, but I bow down. We've been through yeah. so much on the road. We've had in New Mexico. You really are road warriors. <laughs> well, these mm-hmm. and the trucks are trucker helped me. We had driven yeah. all I drove the million dollar highway, which is like one of the most dangerous roads in America. It's up in the mountains in Colorado. There's no railing. And I'm scared yeah, of mountain passing. And is... I did all the major ones in one day and then ended up in Shipwreck, New Mexico, which we've been <laughs> through before. But when we got to the these kids again were high and they were as a joke. And they started doing this a few years ago, even in Vegas and stuff. And I'd heard about it. Kids pushing each other into a, a moving car as a oh, joke. Yeah. They, and they, they did stand that on us. the medium on and then major highway. They stand in the medium. And oh then as, as cars come up towards them, they push each other in front of the car. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy thing. I don't understand where their minds are at. I mean, even if you're drunk or high, you kind of. But they did it it. twice. I mean, this is after this highway. And then all of a sudden it's night. This happened twice at stoplights and shipwreck. Um, And so once we shiprock, not shipwreck, shiprock. Yeah, I was going to I keep saying shipwreck. (laughs) Well, we've been doing shows on shipwreck. So I'm stuck on shipwreck mode. Shipwrecks and mutinies. But we get on the main road and this trucker, like it was, Mm -hmm. this guy was like my guiding light. And I, I always wanted to thank this trucker. You don't know who they are. So that's why I want to CB radio just to say thank, thank you, because there that. was this element of calm that I could follow this guy because he was smooth, steady. And people do that to us when we drive. You know, sometimes you have that car in front of you that you just go, they're doing the right speed. They're consistent. They're mm-hmm. steady at the wheel. Right. You can kind of, you're, you know what I mean? That they're, they're kind of taking the lead. Yeah, they're taking the lead for right now. And you have this automatic trust on the road. So that leads to your, your, you know, tenants, your five tenants of trust. One of them is consistency, competency, commitment, because they have to get there, right? Caring. I mean, (laughs) this is all part of this gratitude. So yes, I love truckers. (laughs) (laughs) And the communication, I'm just having this this, this image of Lisa and Nancy saying, Hey, big guy, it's rubber ducky here. Just saying right. thanks. No, it's a big yeah. boy. Hey, big boy. <laughs> hey, big boy. Oh, My, what a big hey. truck you have. Oh, well, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you, I did you went that. there. You did I that. I did that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they, you know, some of them have bigger trucks than others, but those double ones, you <laughs> know, and if they're carrying a bunch of cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so, Lisa, do you like the ones who have big trucks better than? Okay, actually, them, actually, no. Be, what oh, I don't please. like is the people driving rental trucks because half of them don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and they're driving way, across yeah. the country. It's the first time they've driven a U-Haul, mm-hmm. and yeah, you know, I remember the first time I drove one. I went right off the uh, side, over the sidewalk. Uh, I was like, "Oh, look at that! My tires can do it." One <laughs> of my fun. one of my best friends, her daughter is going to be moving from Canada, like from Eastern Canada into uh, California, and Ooh. she wants to. I mean, she has two dogs. She wants to rent a big U-Haul truck and drive it across. Ooh. 
the the country and it terrifies me mm-hmm. because she mm-hmm. can't drive a small car. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. she's just not a good driver, and it's Uh-oh. like she should drive. She should. She fly. should not be allowed <laughs> to rent. Like they should have some kind of test to see mm-hmm. if before I let you rent this U-Haul, you have to pass a test to show me that you know Agreed. how. Competency you know, it, comes into I play think, here. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's, that's why you trust. Like you have to show some competency. Sorry, that's. What, what insurance has replaced that kind of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So insurance will pay somebody somewhere for something that shouldn't have happened, but it doesn't erase pain or uh, death. Yeah. It's only money. Right? Hey, Nancy, you had to go death. serious on us, huh? <laughs> oh, well, it, well, it's the truth. You know, it's because of insurance, you know, and maybe, you know, I don't, Depending on how you were taught to drive and what age you are, sometimes I think, okay, you have the younger um, kids coming up and becoming adults and they're driving and they speed. And then you have older adults that are getting slower and slower, can't see or hear as well. I mean, it's the same. (laughs) Well, So you know, here's here's what we're grateful for, for all of you listening. If you don't have to drive, we're really grateful if you take the bus. <laughs> hey, and listen, and, and, and the environment will thank you for that. Absolutely. And there's right. solar power electric buses in some cities now, which is, mm-hmm. isn't that cool? Like, you yeah. know, so we're, we're getting better. And there's so many people out there, so many people to be grateful for, you know, we even think about what we've gone through with a pandemic and you've got to think the healthcare workers and all the people in the grocery stores and people have done so much over these years. And I want to give another shout out to teachers because they've gone through mm-hmm. hell during the pandemic. Yeah. Absolute oh, yeah. big hell. Big and I just don't think people think about them as much as we should, because they've had to go through political wars about masks, not masks, you know, all of that stuff in schools. You know, and it's and yet you've got to think about it's a personal choice too. your body and, and you know, their kids. It's a mess. They've been through so much and yet still have to be strong for the kids. Yeah. You know, so I, I really think teachers have gone through it, especially I mean, obviously the healthcare workers and all of that. But I think teachers, we've got to be grateful for them having to do so much and then not have teachers enough teachers you know, we don't have enough. So, you know, we've got to be grateful for the ones. And part of it is that I think we're in a shift in this country and it's around the world. COVID changed things so much yeah. that uh, employers and management and leaders need to show a little more gratefulness to their employees because there are employees out there, you know, even if they're working remotely, will work, you know, longer hours than they should. And they do it out of caring or, just, you know, they're that minds, you know, like Nancy and I are kind of like that. We'll keep going until someone says it's wine time. Um, <laughs> you know. And just to let everybody know, a, a really decent wine time is five o'clock and any time after. Okay. All right. So then you All can right. just keep going until the next five o'clock. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> See, I like this. I, we can't wait to meet you in person, Lee. This can be fun. Our next interview with Lee, we're probably going to do while we're both all in. Where Nancy and I will be in Savannah, where Lee lives, 
And, um, you know, we're going to get to finally meet Lee after all these years. And that is something to be gratitude. That's big gratitude. You know, when you think about that. Um, So, yeah, I think gratitude's not always about, you know, the gifts and everything. But if you're going to give a gift, maybe think, you know, do it with gratitude and think about who you're giving it to. And, you know, that that I think is something for employers to look at, too. I, I really the more we can do, it's not just about raising minimum wage. It's the more we can do for the team to feel special because we do. We know that even with, you know, what we do as pet sitters, Nancy does, you know, talks to the doggies that don't eat their food and she gives them the specials. And they and she eat. tells them it's all about the specials. I tell and them it's special and it's the same food. And then they get all the same food. Kale and they eat it. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just go, here comes the specials. Are you ready? Are you ready? Do you want the specials? Who wants the special? I want the, the special. I want the specials. I want the special kale eggs, and then they're they're grateful for their food, which they found boring. However, I have learned to put little toppings here and there where needed. Yes, and then the dog and their dog. Difference, yeah. See, it is that. It is just that. It's about the specials. People want to feel special, mm-hmm. you know. And if they're not lead now, how's that? See, isn't that something too about learning who? you're working with or for or who's working for you. Um, if you can't find something to be grateful about, then you have to kind of second guess is that person belong in the company too. Yeah. That's the flip side, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I worked mm. in HR for a number of years and then I, mm. I've done enough training and everything. And then, you know, like there's that, a lot of those memes are written because there's, there's so many times that show it's true that the 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 whole thing that says people don't leave companies they leave bosses right and mm-hmm. you know you're if you're working for somebody and i've i've coached some some bosses that had problems and they i don't think well none that i've met so far um thought yeah i'm just going to be this mean son of a gun and uh, treat people badly. None of them thought that they had this perspective that in order to be a good boss, I need to let them know when they do something wrong. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. my purpose. If they're doing it right, they they already know that I don't need to say anything. But that's not the way it works. People need to know they need to be shown like, uh, what you're grateful for what they're doing right. And I've done training where I've shown people that if all you do is criticize pretty soon, there's that um, fight or flight. Well, there's fight, flight, freeze, mm-hmm. or fawn. Mm-hmm. That's a new one that I've learned that a lot of times when people feel like they're being attacked, they start fawning over someone because they mm-hmm. want it to get better. So if you want to have a really strong workforce, let them know Yes, if they're doing something wrong, so they can correct it, but do it as um, if and if they're always doing something wrong, then they're, they're not in the right position, but let them know what they're doing wrong, so they can correct it, but let them know what they're doing right, so they can continue. And, imp- and do it even more, because they'll yeah. amplify mm-hmm. it. Yeah, whatever absolutely. happens gets amplified and human beings amplify, right? And if they're doing something really right, then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, now I can do this and more ideas come. Yeah. And and not having that gratitude and acknowledgement, I think, stifles creativity or people will get real creative and it won't be for you. <laughs> It'll yeah. be something uh, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember one boss, I worked for a national company that had uh, branch offices all over the country. 
and they kind of bounce their people from one office to the next office and and every time they bounce you somewhere you were promoted to a, a new job and you learn new stuff and in this one office the first manager's meeting the boss said let's get this straight when i say jump you jump and i started laughing cuz i thought it was a joke i had no Absolutely not one part of me thought this guy is serious because I found oh my it goodness. so ridiculous and so out of line with the company policies and every other office I'd worked in. And when he said jump, I started laughing and then everybody else started laughing and he left the building and he didn't come back for two days. I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> I think I'm in trouble. But seriously, I thought, well, what a weird management style it didn't work yeah you know, and then about 2 months later he was replaced but uh-huh. uh yeah he got replaced and i had nothing to do with him being replaced i just merely laughed at what i thought was obviously a joke hmm. but apparently it wasn't he really that was his management style when i say jump you jump and i'm yeah. like i'm just i'm sorry i'm not jumping I'm and not, he's not a sheep <laughs> No, I'm not going to jump. I'm not. Just not going to happen. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> say no to jumping. <laughs> Just say no. Not say no, jump. no. No. God, that's terrible. That that I is know, horrible. It? But it really is. But you know, when you have the opposite, and someone is aware of what you're doing, and that you know, it even goes more than the gratitude. It's just that awareness that they see you doing something. They see that you've put the that sweat equity in or brain equity, whatever it is that you do. I think it, it that's a huge part. It's just exactly mm-hmm. the same thing as opening and closing the door for someone, mm-hmm. not saying thank you. You know, it's and mm-hmm. then it can spiral the other way. Then the people that are doing the the nice things as opening the door, are they going to keep opening the door for people? I I, I do because if you don't, then you've become like so. you know rude and. I think that becomes part of you. Yeah, you you should be doing that because you're not doing it for the thank you. Yeah. It's not for that, but it's that acknowledgement, that lack of, it's just plain rude, actually. (laughs) You know? Well, it is plain rude. rude. Yeah. It's rude. Yeah. So it's, it's like when somebody waves at you and you don't wave back. I mean, if it's a creepy stranger, fine, don't wave back. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, if somebody smiles and you don't smile back, that's kind of rude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is kind of our body language says a lot more sometimes than our speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, Lee, thank you for another fun conversation. You never know where these conversations go. Like, it's seriously. true. It's always fun talking to the two of you. And I'm looking forward to meeting you both next. Next. Oh, my month. gosh. And I think that we might have to. Um, experience one of the rooftop bars and have a couple of glasses of wine. Ooh, trust me. Mm. Oh, we trust you. Well, I mean, we trust you too. But <laughs> we trust you. We trust you on that. We'll go to the top. Yeah, we'll go wave at people from the rooftop. Absolutely. Can you, can, can you imagine the amount of trust it took for people to get on this ship and go? boldly go where no one's ever gone before <laughs> and find a new country land and start living and developing that country can you imagine 
the yeah. amount of trust it took. Well, yeah. you don't want to trust in Christopher Columbus. <laughs> well, but I mean, that's how, that's why we have Thanksgiving. Why, why are we still celebrating Christopher Columbus? Didn't they get know. rid of that day? That's like, another, that's a topic for another show, Lisa. Yeah. Is it? Uh-oh. Well, maybe. Need, um, am I in trouble again? <laughs> I said the C word. <laughs> yeah, no, really. It is, but. Everyone, again, keep up with Lee. Go to her website, thetrustarchitect.biz. Go get her books, Trust Me, and the other one, Trusted. Uh, go get them on Amazon, all those places, or go to Lee's website for that. And again, you can hear her here every third Thursday at Big Blend Radio. So go to bigblendradio.com for that. So thanks so much, Lee. We can't wait. We'll see you soon. And Lee, yeah. happy second Thanksgiving for the year for Hi, you. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving to both of you. And thank you for another great interview. Thank you and happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Thank you. We right. appreciate you. We appreciate everybody that is part of our Big Blend family and every listener is. So thank you.